Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Today is March 6, 2020. Wow, this week has moved along really quick, and it was jam-packed with stuff. Gate came right on time, um, and we see it. <laughs> we see it. And, you know, it's important for people to know that there is a lot of wisdom in the values one holds or your own creed. You know how we have soldiers creeds. Every person has their own creed and some people like to serve good in the dark. And that's important because when you're in the dark, everything is game. Everything is game. And you stand fast to your weapon of choice, but you steer it away from the sark, from the flesh of innocent. You hide in plain sight. You're one of the crowd, but the one thing you never do is turn in your brothers and sisters. And that is how we unite. We always complain that the Democrats and and Republicans, let's not leave them out. I've been saying this. Or maybe we should rephrase those in power. How's that? Those that that we've been told uh, that we've elected. Those people and all their minions We say they stick together and they have that. But there are many, 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 many sticking together in the dark to serve the light. And that is something that people need to understand that that is actually something that is happening. Or else the revelations that you are getting, what you are seeing would have never been apparent. Now you can see, yes? You can see through the BS. You can see through, you know, the perfume, the lipstick, on all these pigs that dance around in front of you. Because the good guys are always hiding in plain sight. You just don't see them. And you're just like, wait a minute, I expected a juggernaut. You know, when they could be your baker. They could be, uh, you know, your, uh, you know, checkout cashier at Toys R Us. You know, they could be anything. And that is it. Underestimating those that have seen. You know, the weirdest thing is, is that those that wish to serve good, that have those boundaries that would never compromise their brotherhood, have been trained with those that seek to do evil. How many times have I told you that all of these idiots that are in the halls of Congress, the Senate, the FBI, military, Pentagon, you name it, they've been through the same type of training. They didn't apply. They were recruited. And most of them have done, you know, Work like Teach America, Greenpeace, Doctors Without Borders, Nurses Without Borders, Language Without Borders, or, you know, tons of internships. 
that they have the same training, which is so hard that people have to actually look within themselves and take that leap of faith, have that leap of faith to be able to trust your own self, right? Trust your own self to, to find the truth. And it's been so hard because people that are listening to my show for sure have been born, raised and, um, groomed into not trusting their own thought, but trusting what the media is telling you, trusting what the advertisements are telling you, trusting what your friends are telling you, trusting what, you know, the newspaper, the magazine, and now what social media is telling you. And that's what sucks is because social media is telling you two different things. Two different things. So the wisdom of my creed would be that that is revealed through the words that I tell you. Just like many others, and you know what's even cooler, is that there are so many people out there that could be standing right next to you and be part of those people that are light workers in the dark because you know there's always light in the dark coming forward. And even those that are standing fast that are holding up a sword against the corruption, against the evil, that are attacking it, don't even know who they are because that's the glory of it. You can't. But what you have to do is hold it in you and trust within you. That is what you So whenever I've said just focus, you know, be, be careful who you're taking your direction from is important, even for myself. You have to feel it. You have to say, all right, that resonates. Well, I don't like this. This is pessimistic. Oh, this is too optimistic. This is uh, facts. We have to stick with facts. When have facts been um, wishy-washy? You know, and the problem is, is that we've been groomed to think that those in intelligence have to be non-transparent. And that was actually pushed on everyone post Eisenhower, right? Pushed completely. And the technology that we hold, the technology that we have is beyond anybody's thoughts. Uh, you know, I had, um, <laughs> I had a passing conversation with someone uh, yesterday asking me, how did I know that, you know, there was pornography on Twitter. And I said, well, I have a special email that very, very few people know. And all I got was a message. It's time to look at this hashtag on Twitter, you know, three, four days ago. And we talked about it where I told you Jack Dorsey is in a lot of trouble. And I think I mentioned that Jack Dorsey's in a lot of trouble. What is he doing in Africa? Cause I said, Africa is going to be a key thing, right? This year. He's in a lot of trouble. No, 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 no. Bad, bad Jack. And so I've been trying to put together the article. I'm not one of a wordsmith. I'm more of a bullet point. Here the, <laughs> here the, here's the facts. Here's the solutions. Here's the analysis. You know, I'm not one to um, embellish things because I can't. Because when I embellish, I over embellish and I'm like running on, running on, running on. Um, cause I'm more, I, I, you know, I'm scientifically cut. So, you know, someone was like, how, how, how'd you know? And I was like, who's your source? I was like, I don't know. Maybe I got that email from Mars. Um, I mean that cuts the conversation of course, cause the person's like, she's insane. And it's like, all right, but I've never been off. What we need 
to look at has mathematical precision of what's going on around the world. Like we've been saying for a while, there has been an awakening across the planet where average people are like, wait a minute, I'm a shareholder in this place. This is my backyard, man. I get a say. I get a say. And this is because if you use technology and networking communications to control the population, they can also control you. How? Because whatever you can see, I can see. Whatever you can take, I can take. And you weaponize it, but I arm. You know, not just me specifically. I'm just saying the opposite side. And so when I was telling you guys months ago where I mentioned SCOTUS gate and where in February I said, all right, all right, get your popcorn. It's going to be a slow month. They want to delay this, but they fall right into the trap, right into the trap. I said it was going to happen just around my birthday. I didn't know the exact date because I couldn't remember the exact date it would happen because sometimes, like I said, humans are variable and you, you have to treat them as nodes. So it's kind of like, when you're over, when you know something is going to happen, you just don't know where it's going to start off. It's like, ah, oh, in this radius and maybe like this, because as reality, as your reality is hacked and penned, right? By those that wish to pen you where they want and others that wish to liberate that reality and remove the barriers, the ushering happens and this ushering can narrow down to the point. And the point was the date here. And it was Chuck Schumer, the idiot that took the bait five, four in our nation. Okay. We need to talk about this, but this isn't anything. This, this is just the beginning. This is infant stages. Okay. This is the infant stages. You think what you've been seeing for the past three years is something you think Pfizer, it's going to look like child's play. What's about what has happened. Think about it. It's March, right? Twenty. How much has happened across the planet in just two months? Just think about it. Killing terrorists, rounding up bad spooks. You know, it's always fun to spook the spooks. I'm just saying. So think. Rounding them up. Diffusion here. Wars there. Sparking here. Immigration there. Humbling the EU. Pointing out the EU. And you know, I have to say. I'm really disappointed that they've started early to catch on. They are following tracks, very smart of them, because I would try too. But people that were in one timeline to be the face forward, right? Like JP and CO, handlers have already been instated, and that sucks. That totally sucks. But hey. You know, good always finds a way, doesn't it? That's the way it goes. Now, moving along, like I said, I'm going to touch base on the coronavirus just a little bit. And how I want to do this is play our president's response yesterday to the question about the coronavirus at the town hall. And then I'm going to tell you a little tidbit. Um, I have talked to you guys about this because I kind of am a self-proclaimed specialist on mitochondria. I mean, I think that they're the most important because there's 23 
literal genetic tribes that derive from one uh, on this planet that have been around for a while. And uh, from the data that I saw yesterday as I was traveling, it turned out that it kicks back um, to what I've been talking about. And a lot of people are putting out information like HIV and AIDS linked. And I tried to bring it to you to understand what HIV is, how it's infected, how it was manufactured and how it becomes, uh, you know, malaria, the gut. So we're going to take that down because what I'm about to tell you is going to show you just how methodical they are. Because you know, if you think the history that's in your book is legit, you really need to rethink your reality. Because in your reality, you know, you're accepting a lot of things that don't make sense. And I'm going to leave that there for now. Um, and everyone, say a prayer for my archivist, um, W.H. Tempest, who's going to be um, parsing out four subscribe star episodes. And that's where we're going to talk about history. That's where we're going to talk about all this stuff. It's so long and it was so patchy. God bless him for doing this for me um, because I'm, I'm not an audio engineer. I mean, I can learn, but I'm, I mean, there's only so many hats I could wear right at once. So I want to listen to the president's response and then I want to break it down for you so you can understand how this works from yeah. residents here in Scranton who will want to talk about big issues. So we're going to jump right in uh, with the first questioner from our audience. Thank you again, Mr. President, for Thank being you. here tonight. Uh, Catherine Pugh is joining us. She is an undecided voter, and she has a question for President Trump. Catherine? Uh, Mr. President, at the outset of the coronavirus, your administration's response seemed to some as being confusing or minimizing. What plans are being considered on a federal level for the possibility of a long-term disruption from the novel coronavirus? Well, actually, we're giving, I think, really given tremendous marks. Uh, you look at Gallup poll, you look at other polls for the way we've handled it. And uh, one of the things I did is I closed down the borders to China and to other areas that are very badly affected and really having a lot of troubles. I mean, p uh, countries and areas of countries that have had a lot of problem. And I closed them down very early against the advice of almost everybody. And we've been given rave reviews. And that's why we have uh, only right now, 11, it's a lot of people, but it's still 11 people versus tremendous numbers of thousands of people that have died all over the world. We have 11. Uh, we have 149 cases as of this moment. This morning was 129. And I just see you right now, it's about 149 cases. There are 100,000 cases all over the world. So we're really given tremendous marks for having made the decision. That was a decision I made to close down the border so that people from China, where we take in thousands and thousands of people a day, they stopped coming in very early, weeks ahead of where they normally would have been stopped. Mr. President, you, you've said you want to take politics out of dealing with this crisis. But in the White House uh, yesterday, you said that about the testing kits and the delay, you blame President Obama. Well, I don't blame anybody. I want to get everybody to understand they made some decisions which were not good decisions. We inherited decisions that they made, and that's fine. As far as we regulations? Undid, yes, we undid some of the regulations that were made that made it very difficult. But I'm not blaming anybody. It just seems that the Democrats, some of them, I must say, and you know it better than anybody, Britt, it's become much better. But some of the Democrats have said, no matter what, if we found a cure and everybody's better tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock, 
they would say he's done a terrible job. It's just automatic. How is the president doing? Oh, terrible, terrible. They don't mean it. And we've done a great job. Again, we've gotten the highest poll numbers of anybody for this kind of a thing. And it's uh, and the other thing, I'm working with phenomenal people with CDC and all of the people involved. Mike Pence is doing a fantastic job. I mean, Mike Pence is working 20 hours a day or more on this and really doing a fantastic job. I guess the critics say that why wait until the testing issue became a crisis before dealing with it? If you want to change the regulations, why not change them either when you took office or when you first learned of the virus in January? For example, South Korea really got their act together right away. That's what they say. Well, you know, when you say take office, we just learned about this a very short while sure, ago. But it, or when you learned about the virus. I know, but you're not going to be think, thinking about a lot of other things, too, sure, like yeah. trade and millions of other things. I mean, we are doing some job with the economy, you know, so I'm not thinking about this. But as soon as I heard that China had a problem, I said, what's going on with China? How many people are coming in? Nobody but me asked that question. And you know better than, again, you know, you both know that I closed the borders very early. And you have been given A-pluses for, for that. But yeah. I'm just talking about the testing, a lot of the testing kits. Do well, you? the testing we did it as soon as we found out that it was a problem, we did it. It's not the kind of a thing you say, gee, I just got elected. Let's do some testing on this. Uh, they had some bad decisions, some bad decisions. Did you hear that? Oh, you don't say I just got elected. Let's get some testing kits. I just want you guys to pay attention. Decisions were made. We corrected those decisions. So obviously you care a lot about the economy. Do you guys remember back in the 80s? So here's where we're going to go. So you heard what he had to say. I just got elected. I mean, it's not like I'm going to get testing kits. Wait, everyone's like, wait, no, stop. He was elected in 2016 and took office in 2017. It's 2019. And this is where Tori is going to break it down for you. Just so that you understand why sometimes disinformation is important and why transparency is. So we're going to talk about the 1980s. So in the 1980s, we had something spur up uh, and they told us years later, right? Years later in the nineties, they told us, right? Do you guys remember that? Um, they told us that there was a disease that happened from things that we were ingesting. Do you guys remember that? I talked about it a little bit cause I wanted kind of my listener base to kind of get eased in. Right? So it was only in 2003, even though they knew about it from the 1980s, right? And it peaked in the nineties and look at the media, how they hit it. Uh, a variant of Crutchfeld Jacob disease. You know, the one that I tell you that is very similar to Kuru, you know, eating your own flesh, eating human flesh causes prions, right? So they knew about this in the eighties. They knew about it in the nineties and they started telling us about it in 2003 and they started testing Americans, uh, in 2000 with their biometrics. And apparently the first case was shown in 2005. That's 20 years sitting on it, right? So here is the, what I'm going to tell you, um, as a hiatus, Going back to where I told you that I met that South American guy that was uh, investigating uh, the relationship between HIV and malaria. Now, um, and how, you know, we all know HIV is sexually transmitted disease, obviously with blood transfusion, obviously, uh, you know, through other bodily fluids that are very specific, not saliva, because believe it or not, your poop is more sanitary than your mouth. Just so you know, I'm just saying. So, um, Here's what happened. Uh, here's something that people don't know. 
they called it the gay disease, and I've said this before, because men were more prone to getting it. Now, why? Because, you know, the way they they pleasure themselves, right? And think, what system is included? Oh, that's right, the GI tract. And I had told you, and this is science, and you can open up any medical textbook, um, your immune system, all your immune cells, your T cells to fight viruses, all of them are trained in your gut, right? So HIV is trained in your gut. Every T cell to fight any flu you get is trained in your gut. Now, remember that. So now we're going to go back in time to the 80s with mad cow disease. So mad cow disease supposedly happened because they were, um, you know, uh, being fed uh, diseased tissue to animal. What do you mean diseased? Hold on. What disease? It wasn't. It was cannibalism, right? And it wasn't just cows. So let's just put it that way. So for some reason, human beings now, you'll notice on when you donate blood or whatever, they'll say you have BSE. BSC is the bovine uh, version of this variant of Critzfeld-Jacobs disease, which is identical to that of Kuru that people who eat human beings get, right? So there's a marker for it. Why? Because if you are invaded with genetic uh, code or clashing... Everything you put in you, you know how they, they say, oh, you know, every woman, you know, if you sleep with a lot of uh, men, you look like a dude. Have you noticed how, how aged and how manly, um, prostitutes look, (laughs) I'm just saying, or women that have had a lot of sexual partners, not trying to knock people that, you know, are having a lot of sex, but DNA (laughs) is exchanged. It is housed in your body. Okay. This is, you know, these, like I said, we're we're all a conglomerate of cells and atoms. So if you're ingesting something or if you're injected with something that can attain your genetic code, you will be prone to that. Like H1N1, we didn't have the outbreak until people started to get the vaccine that were more exposed to the porcine cells because porcine cells were used only in a few groups, test groups, uh, you know, to kind of wean off the avion cells that that were used for flu shots. I'm pointing it out so you understand. So now I'm going to take you, I'm going to read something to you. Very important. The efficacy of, of the bovine coronavirus fraction of Skowgard 4K was demonstrated in a challenge study. Calves were removed from their dams prior to nursing and were fed colostrum obtained from heifers previously vaccinated with the bovine coronavirus vaccine contained in Scarigard 4K or a placebo. Following the challenge, calves that received colostrum from vaccinated cows had significant reductions in mortality and abnormal appetite, attitude and dehydration scores when compared to calves consuming colostrum from control cows. So what does that mean in English, Tori? That's like, okay. So basically they have a coronavirus, um, you know, vaccine for cows. Listen, for cows. And instead of, you know, obviously they can give the vaccine orally to baby cows, but they did a study showing that 
heifers, you know, mommy cows that were vaccinated and then they took the calves and made them drink milk, colostrum, which is baby milk, right? From these cows that had the vaccine, they in turn had immunity. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. You're saying that if someone is vaccinated and they breastfeed, that vaccine is transferred to the baby? Yes. Oh, wait a minute. So anything I ingest as a mom with a vaccine, I give to my baby? Yes. And when my baby gets more of it later, like 94 of those later, they'll be getting like almost double or triple the dose in different variations. Yes. So after the break, we're going to talk about the bovine, which means cow, technical term for cow. Coronavirus is also in the meat you eat. And it's actually very highly specific according to its... um it's um breakdown because when it is in the protein that you digest and how you do it, it targets specific genetic factors, specifically that of the M for Mike haplogroup. So this is what you have to think of as to why it's specific. Also, why children aren't affected by it as much as adults. Well, I'll see you all in just a bit after this break. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. So as you realized from what I was reading out to you, which was the insert of the uh, bovine rotavirus coronavirus vaccine, um, and you can look it up and see it yourself, the reason they have it is, get this, because if they don't get this vaccine, then they have problems with diarrhea and gut problems. Wait a minute. But for us humans, it's targeting our lung. That's because it's a different variation of the coronavirus. And this is one that has come from ingestion. So, uh, you know, science is insane, right? Uh, it is insane, <laughs> but it's a very simple. People are overcomplicating things because the, the, the cow version of the coronavirus actually causes, um, it targets, uh, enteric diseases, uh, the, the vaccine, because you have gut issues. Again, HIV, gut, gut issues. They can't have, they don't have the right immunity against certain things, uh, whatever, if they're infected with this virus, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, uh, this is usually, Hey, Listen to this. This is usually in cows, not that make milk, but cows that are herded to be slaughtered for your nice fat steak. So the question that someone should ask is, shoot, where have we get, been getting our beef from? Who's using this vaccine on their cows? Oh, wow. So that's the number one question. Number one question. You know, I just got elected as president. How am I going to get testing kits? I'm saying number one question is when they're trying to change the narrative and make it a pandemic. This is all just to make you panic because it is highly specific. Now, unfortunately, the M, so haplogroups, right? 
Now let's talk about that. I've talked about mitochondrial DNA. In your body, you have two types of DNA. Your phenotypic DNA, which uh, gives you all the qualities like your hands, your fingers, your eyes, your mouth, your nose, your hair color, everything. Your mitochondrial DNA only comes from your mother. Only comes from your mother, cannot be transferred from the father. Fathers, you lose it in the process of fertilization. It's only the mothers, okay? This is why we can trace it back to one. Now, the key group, I would say, there's, um, uh, you know, very ancient strains, uh, which are the L groups. Now, there was a, uh, a spinoff to the L group. One that is very highly specific only to the Greek empire. Another one that is up uh, in Africa. And then another one that is in Africa. But it only, and pay attention, hits certain European, um, uh, European cultured groups, Asia, South West Asia and Eastern Africa and South Asia, just in general, Southeast Asia. So we have a lot of variations of uh, haplogroup M, M. It's called a macro haplogroup because um, there are variations, you know, over time, uh, you know, your mitochondrial DNA can actually degrade or evolve. Uh, there's a very, uh, they're very specific. Um, sometimes you can even find up to 50 different variations um, because the genetic code is really, really small in your mitochondria. It's circular because it's bacterial, just so you know. Mitochondria are actually bacteria, guys. And so there's symbiosis right there. We need bacteria to survive. I mean, I want you to understand that your whole body right now, as you're standing there, your skin, you see it, is 99% bacteria. That's why I'm totally against using hand sanitizer because it gets rid of the protective bacteria because we work together. Okay? We work together. You don't see them, but we work together. So um, there's... um, Haplogroup M has African and Asian origins, okay? That's why Africa is very important, as I say again, because most haplogroups come from the continent of Africa. Now, the ancestor for the M group is the L3 group, okay? Um, And that is one of the most ancient ones that you've traced it back. Um, And it supposedly was um, the, the strongest... Um, variation that um, came out of the African continent uh, to create modern human beings. Uh, and modern human beings, this happened, you know, as they claim around 65 to 85,000 years ago. Um, and all modern non-African populations and some like Somalis for one, Ethiopians is another because you see that they have very distinct features. Okay. Um, not the Eritreans. Well, there's a tribe there. And then there was in the Northern Sudan. Now the whole nation is called South Sudan, but there's no North Sudan. I'm just saying, thanks, Obama. Um, India, Pakistan, you'll see uh, facial structures uh, and then the Oriental structures. And those all derive from the M group. Now you're going to say, well, there are people in Italy. Yeah. Um, Italy, Mediterranean, right across from Africa. This stuff happens uh, because of migration, right? And and so this is why we have variations as well, because your mitochondrial DNA actually evolves as you exist. So me as a person, I have my mitochondrial DNA that came from my mother and her mother and her mother. And I know, um, well, as far as we know, um, my... Um, 
my mitochondrial DNA, where I ran it and checked it, is actually part of a strong, just one lineage. And it's very rare that you see it nowadays, only because diet affects the way your genetic code reproduces. Remember, it's short, so it has to rebuild um, itself. Your mitochondria don't live forever. They repopulate, right? Every time you lose a skin cell, that cell gets reborn with a new mitochondria. So it's how intact your mitochondrial DNA can stay over time. So this is why we get variations. It doesn't change to its core, but there are variations. And just so you know, if you have a, a mitochondrial defect in your genetic code of your mitochondria, you're screwed. That you can't fix. You can't do gene therapy. You can't do anything. You're just screwed. You're done. If they say, oh, you have a genetic mutation on your mitochondria, you're done. You're like finished. You can't fix that. Your body is now producing the same variant. And if you're a woman, it would be best, you know, I, and I'm just saying, and I know it sounds mean not to have children because that passes on from you and it never goes from the daddy. You can't say, oh, you know, my kid's going to be fine. Father's healthy. And you know, the chances are, chances are a hundred percent your kids get it. So mitochondrial DNA is very, very, very important. So, uh, this L3 variant came from East Africa. Okay. So now we know the region and we can see that that is where we have the highest percentage of problems because it's highly specific. But then you have to think, well, who created this vaccine for the cows? When was this vaccine created for the cows? Why hasn't anyone reported? Because remember, with, with mad cow's disease, it took them 20 years to tell us. It's as if they were waiting to see through experimentation. You understand? They were collecting information rather than informing the, pl the public. Now, that is a problem because the outbreak that they had was what? In early 90s, it was when Clinton became president. He said nothing to the Americans, guys. Do you remember him saying, oh, you know, oh, we're going to regulate this and test. How are you going to test for prions? Prions, like I told you a couple of days ago, or was it last week? I forget. Um, I told you that they actually, they stand like in front of a protein that you like picture it like this. There's a protein and it's like, yo, I'm in the cell and I'm going to be made and I'm going to go into, you know, the costly apparatus and I'm going to come and I'm going to fold correctly. And then there's like a mirror and it's like, nah, man, you need to fold like this. You see this? You want to look like this. And it's like, nah, my directions are like, so they misfold. And misfolding of proteins, you're done. It's like they're not saying what they're supposed to. They're reverse. They can't work. And that's it. You're screwed. And for mad cow's disease, you would see pitted holes in neuronal tissue. Like in your brain, there would be, it would look like a sponge or like Swiss cheese uh, because the proteins wouldn't fold correctly to renew the neurons. So that's how, you know, you, you would die. In this case, because it's a gut disease, the version of coronavirus gut disease, this is why they keep saying HIV and training and this gut disease, it targets smooth muscle tissue. But remember, this was made for cows. Now, if you look under a microscope, remember cows have what? Four stomachs. Their actual smooth muscle tissue that they have is very similar in consistencies to the smooth muscle tissue that makes up our lungs. Hence, why it targets that. It's just a miscommunication, wrong animal, wrong place, and targets that. Now, even if you survive the coronavirus and you're targeted by it uh, because it's part of your uh, genetic predisposition to be open to it, 
um, you will, you can get over it. It's not going to kill you, right? Just like it doesn't kill cows. It just makes them have the runs and they're constantly having diarrhea until, you know, it passes its course. But what it does is it damages your lung tissue. So you'll be more prone to have things like COPD and emphysema in the future. So why isn't it targeting children? Think about it, you guys. Why isn't it targeting children? And the thing is, is that children, before the closing of their epithelial plates, have a lot more what? (laughs) This is why they love children. They have a lot more pluripotent cells. Pluripotent. Nice term. Sounds really sexy and very intelligent, right? What it means is it can be anything. It's like a joker card for your cells in your body. It can be a tooth. It can be a finger. It can be a blood cell. It can be a heart cell. It could be an anything cell. So children are high in pluripotent cells, which means that if infected with such a virus, their pluripotent cells are more rapid to respond to attack rather than to embrace because they're still training and still growing. I, I can't explain it in any other way. Just just think of it this way. They love children because what do they say the term is? Pure, right? And in all facets, right? Not just the abuse and the power of it, right? The purity, to rob the purity, that evil, disgusting, we're going to get to Jack Dorsey soon on that, um, you know, feeling, but you know, it's like, it's like a drug for some of them, right guys? You know what I'm talking about? And that's because it's different. Something you and I don't have, but children do. And so this is why they're not as susceptible. So when you're thinking, you know, oh my gosh, this, you have to look at the, the facts and the data. This is being beefed up to panic people more. I'm going to say, you know how yesterday I said to you guys that, hey, the best way to get out of a conversation is to um, cough. Well, I was stuck in an elevator with a a bunch of liberals (laughs) and it wasn't going anywhere. Everyone was stopping on every darn floor. Go down 10 floors with a, you know, and you're going all the way to the bottom and so are they. Uh, and it has to stop on every, every floor. So I was standing with someone. We were talking about a work thing. We stopped talking when everyone came in. It's like, darn it. Yep. This is the, this is the floor that everybody gets on. And as we're in the elevator, you know, they're starting to talk smack and I was getting really upset. Like I didn't need that. You know, it's like that time I saw a friend of mine post this picture of this woman in a canoe in the middle of the water with a coffee and a cigarette. That's when you're done with everyone's BS. That's the point that I was at yesterday. I was done with it. And so they did it. So what did I do? I started to cough really hard and I was like, Oh, I don't think I have a fever. He just looked at me like, what are you doing? Like, are you okay? (laughs) So everybody empties the elevator and he was like, uh, what? And I was like, see, easiest way with this coronavirus, get everyone out of your way. I didn't need that stuff. And I went down the rest of the eight floors with peace and quiet. And my friend was just like, oh my God, I can't believe you just did that. Well, friend, acquaintance. I don't make friends at work. So (laughs) I used it. I said I would totally did. It was awesome. I love it. So this is just pure panic. It's serious, just like, you know, Mads Cow's disease was serious, but there are certain things you can't do. This is man-made, 
We created this. This is what happens when human beings want to play God. This is what happens when you think that you can, you know, change nature. Look at our, our vegetables, our fruits. They're no longer like they were. Corn was never really yellow. We don't even have real corn anymore. That's extinct. We just have genetically modified stuff because, you know, oh, we want bugs not to touch it. Oh, we want this to be immune to this. Oh, we want it to. And in the end, it's like nip and tuck, right? You're like, oh, I don't like my nose. Don't like my eyes. And then it's like this new, new face. And you're like, where'd it go? Well, you know, you didn't want bugs to be there when bugs need to be there because that's how they eat. Now, if you have an infestation, that's a different story. But creating genetic strains so that way you can save time on, you know, spraying or, you know, doing whatever. I mean, I, you, you sure know that nature balances itself. Every little flea. <laughs> has a purpose on this planet. We are a, a, a one heart beating as one biodome. We all rely on each other for existence, coexistence. You know, this is out to my liberals. That's what coexistence really is. So if we're over, if we're changing the game, then the rules will change on us too, inevitably. That's the way it goes. So, you know, this is how coronavirus came to be. You know, I imagine me sitting at that table with the white sign that says change my mind. That's where I'm at. Um, we shouldn't be panicking. We're going to have a lot more positives tests from people that have had it and are having it. And that's normal because it's been around. If you've eaten beef, American beef, you definitely got it because, you know, the vaccines that, you know, your vet cells are like, what, five, ten bucks. And you've got and you've got cattle. And you're breeding them and you're selling them and you're just going through with the vaccination schedules because, you know, having, you know, a baby calf having the runs, you know, causes you time and money to clean up and to quarantine and let the virus take its course. Instead, you give it the virus, the live virus in a small dose, and that's it. And now they've also shown that if you vaccinate the moms, they'll just give it to them through the milk and then you give them a top up afterwards with a killed virus. So this is how science works. It's beautiful. But the more you mess with something that's perfect, the more it bites you in the butt. And I'm not saying not to evolve, okay? Evolve naturally. But when you put your hands in things that you shouldn't be touching, you know, like putting your finger in a socket, uh, it's only natural. You know, I mean, how many people have had plastic surgery like that cat lady, cat eye lady, what's her name? Uh, you know, and then they're like, oh gosh, now I can't even stop because I got to fix this that I fixed like then and then I refixed it, right? It just keeps going. It's like a, can't, it's like a Pandora's box. How do you put the, how do you put the genie back in the bottle? You just really can't. So what we need to do is shed some light on this stuff and, and put a little bit of a break on it, but we do as much as we can. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not like, you know, he just got elected that he's just going to start buying kits when there's regulations and how you process things. That's what we need to remember. So, uh, now here's where we're going to get into, um, you know, I'm going to leave Jack Dorsey for the second half, uh, because what I want to do is uh, listen to what our president has to say about the Middle East first, because that's heating up. We've got special forces of Greece squaring off with the special forces of Turkey at the border. When everyone thinks that all of this is done, why are the special forces and snipers pointing at each other at the border? Pretty interesting, huh? Hmm. Anyway, so let's take a listen to what the president has to say on the Middle East right quick. 
And you said it was a good conversation in which you said you both didn't want violence. However, on that same day, the Taliban launched some 50 attacks in Afghanistan, 40 of them in one province. Uh, There are many Americans really wondering, and the U.S. struck back against the Taliban. There are many Americans wondering where the peace part of the peace plan is, and can you trust the Taliban? So these are warriors. Uh, We've been there for... Uh, 20 years, we're really serving more as a law enforcement group than a military group. We could win that war very easily, but I don't feel like killing millions of people in order to do it. We don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Nobody wants to do that. People are tired. Even the biggest hawks are tired of being there. I had a very good conversation with him. There was a group that formed. And again, you know, they have many tribes and they have many different. It's hard for one. There's not like perfectly one control. I spoke to a certain man who was the leader, but the leader has not, it's not the easiest leadership position. Structure. And the structure is, you know, tribes all over the place. Uh, a tribe formed and a, a group formed that was going to attack certain soldiers, Afghan soldiers, and the military heard about it, and the military went and they took them out. That was it. Uh, I believe they really want to make a deal. I think after 19, actually going very close to 20 years, they're also tired of fighting, believe it or not. But they are warriors and they are fighters. And that's what they've done for a thousand years. You know, just ask, ask the Soviet Union, which became Russia because of Afghanistan. You know, it's a tough place. uh, You have said that you want to, you know, end this. It's gone on for a long time. But what about the conditions on the ground? Because, you know, General Mattis had a disagreement with you about pulling troops out of Syria and Afghanistan. If your generals tell you... I was so right. If the generals say to you, Mr. President, we need more people, not fewer people right now, what will you do? Well, Mattis said that, and I gave more people for a short period of time, and it didn't work out. And what we were doing is policing on Afghanistan. As far as Syria, I did pull them out. I pulled them out. We were, we were securing the border between Turkey and Syria. I said, why are we doing that? Turkey's big. Syria's fine. Let them fight their own battles. What are we doing with our soldiers? Getting people killed to secure... Now, the one thing... When I came in, ISIS was all over Syria, all over Iraq, and we don't want them coming to us. And it was a mess. You understand that very well. And I knocked out 100% of the of the uh, territorial caliphate, 100%. We knocked the whole thing out. But what about Afghanistan? No, but but just so you understand. So we knocked out the ISIS caliphate in vast amounts of the Middle East. And I did that fairly quickly. When I came, again, President Obama, it was all over the place. When I say we're not doing the borders, we did leave soldiers. We left soldiers because I kept the oil. And I was always against Iraq going into Iraq. I think it was one of the worst, maybe the worst decision ever made. But I used to say, once they were in there, keep the oil. They never kept the oil. We have an oil area in near Syria and in Syria. We kept it. So the only soldiers I have over there, they're guarding the oil. We kept the oil. So we kept the treasure. That's okay. But if they- okay, so I want to just break this down really quickly. Did you hear what he said? First of all, on the Taliban, right? Taliban. He said, well, you know, they're tired. It's been 20 years, but it's longer than that. They're fighters. They've been doing it for a thousand years. Remember, ask, you know, look at Russia. They used to be the USSR. They're Russia now because of the Taliban. What have I been telling you? I've been telling you that we weaponize the Taliban to create the Russian jihad. These people will go to the highest bidder, but right now they have a lot of factions and that's why we're going to see what, like I said, we're going to see a little bit of tension until they get all these people in 
line and say, all right, we're a political party, you know, Afghanistan first. We want to take control of the poppy fields. We're not going to be smuggling it anymore. Forget Pakistan. Let them do their own jihad. We need to focus on us. Now, moving along to the Middle East, you heard carefully what he said. We're in Iraq. We're conquering it. We're taking it over. Whatever. We ruined it. At least let's get something out of it or get paid for doing stuff for it. So now in Syria, we're holding on to the oil saying, hey, we're making some money while we're here protecting you know, the territory, we take this. Turkey doesn't like it. That's what Turkey wants in Idlib. I'm giving you the hints because he's telling you everything you need to know. And the point <laughs> that I'm trying to make is we need to start parsing through, you know, the fluff, through the lipstick, through the perfume and the clouds that they give you and look at the sauce. Look at the uh, the, the meat of the thing. Grab your hands and, and, and get into it and listen because we've lost the ability to listen. He's telling you everything you need to know because we know everything we have everything and it's all about putting the ducks in the right rows because right now they're all over the place because when you're trying to create chaos in order to then swiftly come in to bring order with your authority like they've been planning for centuries you know you have you have a lot of messes to clean up when you come in and you're like no we're not doing this anymore we're gonna have order and we're gonna have harmony so just listen to what else he says here on that Takes more troops to keep the Taliban from taking over Afghanistan. Is that something you would be willing to do? Well, or no? you know, there's a big question about the government of Afghanistan. There's a big question about that whole situation in Afghanistan. We're getting along very well with everybody. We have to get our people back home. It's not fair. We're a police force over there. We're maintaining things. Eventually, we have to leave. We don't want to stay there for another 20 years. We don't want to stay there for 100 years. We want our people to come back home. All right. Uh, Lynette has our next question from the audience about uh, division, really, in politics. Lynette? Oh, are you? oh, there you go. <laughs> Hi, Lynette. Hi, President Trump. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. From the day you came down the escalator in Trump Towers, I was on the Trump train. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I, knew. <laughs> I like you, too. <laughs> and I, I proudly you. wear my Trump pin every day of my life. Thank you. So Great honor. My question is, we are so divided as a country. I have family members who do not speak to me and recently was told, if you support Trump, you are no longer part of my life. How are you going to bring us together? So I, I gave an answer before success, but it's really a little bit more than that because we've had great success and there is a division. There's no question about it. Uh, politicians have to be able to be civil. If they're not, you have to fight back. You have to. Otherwise, we're not going to be. There's a there's a movement on, and I call them the radical left Democrats, and it really is the radical left because we have plenty of Democrats that are terrific and they want to see, you know, let's get together, let's get things done. There's so many things we could do. We've done a lot. We've done more than any administration in three years in the history of our country for the first three years. And I say it all the time, and the press doesn't even dispute me, and they would do that. But we could do even so much more. We talked about a great question on the border. And the border question is true, but we should get rid of the loopholes. You can't do that without Democrat votes. I really believe we're going to win this next election. And when we do, the other side's going to say, OK, that's it. Let's get along. I really believe that. But we have to win the election. Great question.
Real news. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tori Sess Show. I'm your host, Tori. So there was some overlap on the radio talking over the president again. Seems like they didn't want you guys to hear that last bit, but you guys heard the town hall. So let's just shift gears on the really good stuff. Um, so I have been telling you guys <laughs> nonstop that we are the news. We drive the narrative. We move forward. And it is us that make things go forward, right? We are the news. I've been saying it. And you know, um, I have to say you all knew from being on air and then those that I work with that are actually, uh, you know, verified journalists that I were tech guys, like I was texting screenshots of what I had found on Twitter and then deleting it, obviously. Obviously, it's for investigative purposes. So it's not like the Justice Department's going to be like, oh, you guys were like sharing this. You know, we were trying to see where these accounts led to and how they go to. We really delved into this, obviously alerting the Justice Department more on a visible basis rather than emails and stuff that can get, you know, uh, parsed apart and that there's no paper trail, right? <laughs> Uh, we made sure that it was extremely visible because the one thing that came out was that while Jack Dorsey is busy silencing you, silencing me, uh, you know, trying to stop people from saying, okay, boomer, you know, and, you know, if you tell Chelsea Handler, she's a drunk that can't close her legs and that's why she's going to be childless, single and alone forever, ever, ever, you know, drowning her miseries in a bottle, uh, you know, that's wrong, you know. You know, if you hurt Leslie Jones's feelings because you tell her the Ghostbusters women version sucked, you know, you get banned. But, you know, on the other hand, kitty porn, that's not banned. So what was funny is, is that they were literally, literally censoring and the flagging is sensitive tweets from the Department of Defense, from the from other departments of our government. They were saying how horrible it is, how, you know, this is sensitive to people. People can't see this stuff. We can't talk about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and Barack Hussein Obama stealing everything under the sun. Talk about what? Mueller? Talk about this. No, 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 no. You're not allowed. Those are sensitive. But all you had to do was look at the tens of thousands of Twitter postings, sharings, and comments of not links, not links, actual embedded videos of children performing sexual acts to grown adults or having children perform sexual acts between them. Not only that, they were taking pictures of children that didn't even know they were being photographed, which means that they were being targeted to be snagged or whatever. And you know what? No child deserves to ever go through something like this. And the thing is, they groom them from a young age, from a very young age. And these people are beyond evil. The gallows, bringing them back would be too kind, would be too kind because they must suffer like they have assailed the souls of these innocent children. 
in the article that I posted yesterday, because it took me a while, you guys, to put it together, because it was really hard for me. And those that are close to me know just how hard this has been in a, in a funny way. And, you know, Haley Kennington, fellow writer, said to me, you know, this must have been a little bit cathartic because she helps me tidy up my writing. She's so great at editing, I'm telling you. And um, it was, in a way, you know, just to, 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 to put it down there, to have a good cry. And, you know, there was... Like just even watching those things made my stomach turn and I had put them up there and I was trying to, you know, uh, conceal the identity of those children. Those children that don't know what's going on is wrong, you know, because it's, it's so young that they put them into this. But the concern that I had was how freely it was open. Like I told you Africa was coming and I told you when Jack Dorsey was missing, I said, well, maybe he was arrested because his account was just hacked. Imagine what Jack Dorsey might have had in his DMs because it's right after his Twitter account was hacked and everyone's like, ha ha, we're fixing this. Ha ha, we're fixing this. Um, he skipped out and went to Africa, uh, a continent that has, you know, 40, what, um, 40, 41 nations he can hide at and no one will ever extradite him because we have no extradition treaty with 41 nations on that continent. So he has a lot of places to go to, which by the way, today in Nigeria, they're going to execute a bunch of soldiers that would not follow orders to retake land from Boko Haram, you know, the people that were slaughtering Christians. So, you know, now they're making martyrs out of these jihadis. I just thought I'd throw that in there. But anyway, so he's in Africa Back and forth, I don't know. But remember, he lied to Congress and he's allowed child pornography to not just be traded and exchanged, but posted freely and open on the internet. Freely and open on the internet, at least on Facebook. There's no like public page or stuff invading your feed, right? You could be looking at something like, oh, um, new bikini, right? And you put new bikini and you see a little kid, you know, performing fellatio in a bikini to a grown old man. Why should you have to see that? At least they could hide. No, they don't. They're in your face. And then when they tell you, oh, it's a, where is the mainstream media talking about this? Because you know what pisses me off even more? New York Times is like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, you're doing it after the Justice Department reported that they're creating this faction. After digital soldiers reported to them, this is what we found. You need to fix this because this is out in the open. So New York Times jumps on it. Where's CNN saying, we actually looked at Twitter and it's really bad. What? Are you scared to look at it? You think the government, if you're reporting it, Mr. Reporter, right, is going to hold you accountable for it? Nope, 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 nope. Everybody needs to stop. This is a very difficult conversation. A very difficult conversation. It is very hard for many people to talk about it. It is very hard to tackle it because people don't want to believe it exists. If not, go to loomer.com, go to torysays.com, pull up the article. I have the evidence in there, all there for you to see. And not only that, a few accounts that I found that if you go to those accounts, then you can click and go to another 20, 30, 40, a hundred accounts. And that keeps going and going and going. And you know what? My article was discussed on Indian national TV today because they know the problem because they have Twitter too. And they've been trying to tackle it. But what if, what have we been trying to do? They've been trying to tackle it by trying to create, listen to this, Ways to report child exploitation on Twitter. Yet, 
Tell me how many of you have reported any of these accounts? Because I could tell you it took me three hours and thank God for some bigger Twitter presence accounts to put it out there so people can go and report because people were scared to report because they're like, oh my God, what if they think that I'm looking at it? No one's going to think that you went there to report because that is the other thing they're making you fear to call them out because oh if i see it then i'm gonna get in trouble uh dude the government knows exactly who you are if you're a perv that likes little kids they definitely know it and you going to report the account isn't gonna make you a perv okay it's not gonna make you a perv i had a parse through it was the hardest thing you guys like i was in tears trying to figure out what would be most impactful and what I could put without, I mean, obviously the children's identities are revealed, but I wanted to make you guys feel that gut wrenching feeling. And, and remember that was a bouncing little baby, you know, that had the world at its feet to do anything. And it's been treated as such. And you know, it is the best insurance to lock them up. I mean, you know, pizza, no hair. Who says that? So this is horrific. And you know, these, these idiots, when I spoke of handlers earlier in the first hour to specific individuals, they will put the worst of the worst. You will not even see it. I mean, maybe they don't even know it. No, I'm sure they don't know it. So this is, this is the most evil I have seen to be so open and no one cares. You know, if CNN was really about the news, they would be reporting it. If NBC was really about the news, they'd be, but they're not because ABC buried the Epstein story because NBC didn't tell you about the rape lock button that Matt Lauer had under his desk to close the doors on his victims so he can rape them in his own privacy. Michelle Obama told you what a great person Weinstein is. So did Hillary Clinton. He's amazing. They all flew on Epstein's jets and other pedos. Nygaard, you name it. Let's talk about Sir Branson. Huh? Let's bring it on. All of them. And you remember that rabid, you know, oh, look at me. I have a, I have a hybrid and I am successful and I have two healthy kids because I could have an abortion when I was 15. Why were you opening your legs at 15? Oh, let me guess. Little secret of Hollywood right there too. This is what you need to be looking at. They make this normal. They think it's normal. And the more you have it out in the open, the more people get desensitized. We need to be pointing it out. And these are the conversations that we should be having. And no matter how hard it is, we have to. Because the one thing we have to do is protect our future. And the only way we protect our future is by protecting the children that come after us. And raising them correctly. Raising them with values. That's how it goes. And for everyone out there that's, whoa, the justice. Yeah. They, if people like you and I weren't out there telling ice, telling, you know, the justice department, it's time, do it now, do it now. We're not going to wait to gather more evidence on what Dorsey's doing in Africa. We need to get this done now because this is spiraling out of control. We need to get it done now. We cannot let it happen because, you know, everyone's like, oh, a conservative person is coming in to purchase Jack Dorsey's Twitter stock. Yeah. Total fix. So Jack Dorsey can say, well, I'm retiring in Africa. You mean you're on the run in Africa. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. You have to. You have to pull the plug on them. Don't go by their cadence. Don't go by their drum. It was so, for me, it was really hard to do because this, I was like, really out of all people, I get the, the nudge. Let's do it. Me out of all people. Are you kidding? 
It's like, is someone trying to push me off a cliff? But you know what? Who cares? As long as it saves, uh, you know, all these children, all these people that are out there doing these horrific things. And yet, you know, no one, no one cares. Where did you see anyone except for Michelle Malkin, Millie Weaver, Milo and Laura confronting problems to their face and saying, this is a problem. This is a problem. Let's talk about it. You can't just put your head in the sand and say it's not going to be. And you know what sucks? It's me that's starting the conversation. You know, Dorsey, you own this. Every single kid on that platform is your responsibility because your algorithms are too busy, you know, covering up for, you know, corrupt, disgusting Hollywood fifis. Oh, Leslie Jones was crushed because Ghostbusters sucked. Let's get rid of Milo. Oh, Chelsea Handler, she doesn't like being called a slut getting abortions when she's 15. Let's boot them off. Samantha B called, you know, the president's daughter this. You call her out. You're banned. How dare you support Donald Trump? You're banned. How dare you say that Ilhan Omar is a liar and she's incest Omar? You're banned. How dare you say that Joe Biden is creepy sniffing kids and women all the time? You're banned. But hey, Posting, look at my night with this 10-year-old girl in my tub while I give her alcohol that still has baby teeth. She was growing teeth, you guys. In my article, you'll see a child that you can literally see that her front teeth are missing, which means she's 12 and under in a bikini with a glass, supposedly with alcohol. Another child posing promiscuously in a basement. A six-year-old on all fours with a thong. These are the things that they have on there. Kids performing acts on video on Twitter. And this is okay? At least on Facebook, they have them in private groups. And unless someone whistles it out, you know, you don't see it. In your face. And they don't care. Yet you're the scum. Huh. Speaking of scum, right? Let's get to that before we touch Africa and Identity 2020. Uh, so it was just put out that uh, the uh, the Justice Department finally indicted, finally indicted an acting Inspector General of the United States Department of Homeland Security for theft of government property. Ha! Huh, and get this, identity theft. Remember what I have told you because this is only one facet. This happened and started back in the Obama era in the early time. He left in order to profit it on a private on, on a private basis. Remember how I told you they would steal information and send it to general database? Uh huh. Do you remember? that do you remember brennan's company in luxembourg the one me and him stood toe to toe and squared off that one that's the one i'm talking about oh stealing identity what yeah read the indictment now let's see them do stork and horowitz Uh, i we already know carlin we already know all of these people are going down look we're on 2013 we got to take it step by step from the root of the problem and i hate it as much as you do patience is a virtue something i don't have Uh, especially when I know already what's coming. It's like, can we fast forward? Because I'm the person, I can't watch TV with commercials. I can't. I get very impatient. If I can't fast forward, I'm not watching it. And I'm, I'm being dead serious. I cannot watch it unless I can fast forward. Like I'll record something and literally walk away for 20 minutes and then come back and start it because I don't like commercials. Uh, I am very impatient (laughs) to know what comes next. So I retweeted that um, for all of you that are on Twitter, but we just indicted a former inspector general. Man, you guys, this is where the party starts. 
Um, think he's getting all this sensitive information to create a privatized software to sell back to the DHS. Oh, sounds like what global security solutions were doing. Oh dear. You know, this, <laughs> my listeners knew about it, you know, because apparently unless, you know, you're a brand name or unless someone toots you, right? No one listens and that's okay. Because that's, that's, that's how it has to happen. We have to be on all fronts. All, all of us that have graduated from Arizona in certain parts, you know, have to go at it in different ways. Some people make cartoons. Other people post on Chan boards. Other people, you know, write articles. Other people do this. It's all about just taking the pocket and then bringing it all to the center. It's all about the end goal, isn't it, guys? And you listening to this will help you move forward. Remember, the indictment allowed this person to perform these duties from 2014 to 2017, right? He left and leveraged his, uh, what is it, clearances, connections, and everything to continue to steal software and information on employees that work for the government. Good thing some people are so far in the dark, they don't even know they exist, because, see, this information was being sold in order to train algorithms and then bring it back. Confidential and proprietary software? Are you sure? Mm, but it's okay. We'll let it sit. This is one of many to come. And if this doesn't tickle your fancy, I don't know what will. I am kind of glad that, um, you know, the Justice Department jumped on this. Um, and even though the failing New York Times was like, look, breaking news. It's like totally not breaking. On Red State, we've been talking about it for three days you didn't break anything, period. And everyone on, on Twitter that was posting and reporting was the news. Again, people, we are the news, not them. We drive the narrative. We drive it home. We talk about the things we want, and we know what we want, and that is a free and independent United States of America where the people of the United States are in control and nobody else. We do not want to be part of this royal cabal, you know, huh these blue bloods aren't they tired they've mucked it up so many times like come on take a back seat you're done it didn't work this time and there's not going to be a reset button this time because good people are in control good people that lie in the dark work in the dark to bring the light forward that's how it goes and what sucks is, is that you've been trained that people need to come out and put their face to it. They need to tell you who they are. Nobody cares who they are. Are they doing good? Yes. That's all that matters, right? It's kind of like when you flip the switch. Is the light turning on? Yes. Then I don't care how it gets there. I just want the light. Because when it's too complicated, just leave it alone. Just accept that the good comes sometimes. Just accept it. That's all you have to do is just accept it. And remember that some people hold to a creed more than others. And hiding in plain sight and being one with the crowd is pretty difficult. Um, but also, you know, rearing your head sometimes is good because that gives people hope. Uh, pessimists need to go. Hope is what shapes your reality. And reality hackers rely on you going with their message, going with their doomsday clocks. We need the right people in the house. We need actual people that fight for America in the house. We need real people. I want the guy with the two pennies in his pocket that he can't rub together. That's worried about his rent tomorrow to run. That's what we need. 
We need people to want to take back. We need people to, to just have basic morals. Like what is going on today? Why can't we just kick back to the regular morals? Kids are off limits. You don't talk about them, touch them, do anything to them. Period. Kids done. Finished. Because, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to say something. You know, this um, whole abortion thing, when she was talking, you know what I was more upset about is that she made it okay that 15-year-old children are having sex. Now, you're going to say, Tori, like what universe do you live in? 15-year-olds are having sex. And that is a problem. It is a problem, a big problem, and we don't like this. And this shouldn't be done. That's the way it is. It shouldn't. We are supposed to be America first. And the only way America can stay first is by pushing forward with values and morals. That's the only way it works. That's the only way it works. If we push forward with morals and values. Now, speaking of morals and values, we're in the United States. Do you care what happens in Africa? Honestly, probably not. I mean, you could say you care, especially at night, you know, when you watch the infomercials, you know, <laughs> that's where they can convince you you need anything, where they have the commercials of donate to Africa, give us a, think, do you know out of all the charities that are around the world, most of them are aggregated in Africa, and yet, even though we've been hands across America and funding Africa for 40 years, they still don't have power and running water? B- bizarre, isn't it? I mean, the Clinton Foundation, look how much money. Oprah, how much Why don't they have this fixed? If the whole world has all these charities in Africa, why isn't it? I mean, Epstein had his whole artificial intelligence program for 15 years in Ethiopia. What was that all about? Oh, you didn't know about that? Huh, that's going to come soon. I, I mean, we can't unseal Epstein fast enough, can we? This is... The reality, you guys, we have wars brewing, right? And people are telling you to look at hate speech. I mean, aren't you tired of it? I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of looking at them whine like little babies, you know, on TV. Oh, my God, they're so mean. They're so racist. And it's like, jeez, can we stop already? I'm tired of this. This is such rubbish. Can we actually look at, you know, developing humanity and advancing as we should? I mean, it's only fair. Look, unsealing 9-11, unsealing JFK, and unsealing Epstein has to happen at the same time. Because then there's, there's nothing they can hide from. See, we don't allow them to focus on one thing to mitigate. Because if we unseal the cases of JFK, it's like unsealing Epstein. Are you getting what I'm telling you? They're one in the same. One in the same. Today, by the way, um, is, um, is a holiday for some. <laughs> no, it's not Women's Day. That's on Sunday. It's actually National um, DIA Day. Yeah, so the Defense Intelligence Agency has their birthday today. I mean, their employees do. I just thought I'd um, let you know, you know, about that. I just thought I'd let you know about that. It's, uh, you know, because we do have those special days where we celebrate a few people um, that do work. It's like General Flynn. Awesome guy, isn't he? Very awesome. He, he also, yeah. 
Admiral Rogers, even though, okay, Admiral Rogers, even though, uh, you know, he was kind of going with it, he realized that it's time to stand up because sometimes you can have the best intentions, but not have, um, uh, how do I say the, um, I don't want to say the gusto, but you just need that extra push, um, to move forward and, um, get things done. So, oh, how do I say that correctly? Without sounding mean and without being taken wrong. So Admiral Rogers knew and was waiting what needed just a little bit of a nudge to come up. There we go. Just like we needed a little bit of a nudge to come up for the Clinton issues. We needed, <laughs> we needed Tom Fitton to drop another FOIA request, another lawsuit. This guy looks like he's pumping iron every time he drops a lawsuit, doesn't he? Um, to get this out in the open because <sighs> you're going to lie. Over her emails. When America's John Hines sat down with the Watchdog Group's President Tom Fitton to learn more about the move. Take a look. You have just had a significant victory, probably the most significant victory in many years, uh, ruling from uh, District Court Judge Royce Lamberth, saying, uh, ordering uh, Hillary Clinton uh, for a deposition on emails and Benghazi attack records. What's going on? Well, this was the big Freedom of Information Act lawsuit that uncovered the Clinton email scandal back in 2014 and 15. It us to create a select committee featuring Trey Gowdy. It exposed Gazi attack records. What's going on? Well, this was the big Freedom of Information Act lawsuit that uncovered the Clinton email scandal back in 2014 and 15. And uh, we had asked for records about the Benghazi attack and her talking points, and we got the runaround. And sure enough, the government finally had to admit in this case that there were these Clinton emails out there. So the court wants to know, was she using this email system to avoid FOIA, the Freedom of Information Act? Were they messing with the court, the State Department and Justice Department, trying to get this case shut down before we found out about the emails? And of course, the court also wants to know whether there are other emails to be found. So when he's granting us the right to question Mrs. Clinton in person, finally under oath, he wants those types of questions answered. The inquiry regarding the information on Benghazi was what led to the, the re revelation that Mrs. Clinton had a server which was not an official State Department server, is that correct? This is the most consequential non-governmental investigation in American history, our investigation into Benghazi. It uncovered the talking points created by the White House that caused the House of Representatives to create a select committee featuring Trey Gowdy. It exposed ultimately the Clinton email scandal. Uh, there's really nothing comparable in terms of the impact on the, on the, on the direction of the country in many respects. So just to be clear, the judge ruled that Mrs. Clinton should be appearing before in a court of, I assume this would happen in a court where you would have a deposition? Oh, this would take place in a, an office. An office. And she would be deposed under oath by but our Judicial in, Watch attorneys. In person. In person. Not yes. any written questions. Right. We've gone through that and the judge has found it not sufficient. He did not like her answers that were written. Why did he feel those were inadequate? Well, look, when you provide answers under oath in a written format, 
You know, you can't get as much information as you would if someone was there. You were able to ask ask them about the documents, see if they refresh their recollection. It's hard to do a follow up, and that's right. And the judge specifically said you can do follow ups, and he did note that there were many areas where Mrs. Clinton couldn't recollect and couldn't remember certain information. And But that's not all. It's also pertaining to uh, her chief of staff, Cheryl Mills, who uh, I assume would also appear for an in-person deposition. Is that correct? That's right. And she was deposed once, but we've learned a lot about um, what was going on with the Clinton emails since she was last deposed. And she was deposed in another case by Judicial Watch. So uh, the court found that there was enough new information that would require to come in and answer additional questions. And also, you can subpoena Google. Why is that important? Well, because there's information out there that uh, one of Hillary Clinton's uh, vendors, computer vendors, may have sent her all of her emails to a Google address. So as I said, the court's interested to know where other emails might be. So we thought uh, it would be prudent, it looks like, for us to subpoena Google, see if there's anything we can find. On a scale of 1 to 10 in terms, you've had a lot of victories, but on a scale of 1 to 10 in terms of victories, what, is, what does this rate? Well, it's significant because we had to overcome the objections of the federal government. Uh, two government agencies were in court against us, Mrs. Clinton, uh, who has uh, quite able legal representation, and we had to persuade a federal judge. And he found there were extraordinary circumstances requiring Mrs. Clinton's deposition testimony here. Tom Fitton, president of Judicial Watch, thank you for talking to One American News on this big day, big victory for Judicial Watch. You're welcome. So um, I don't know uh, what radio st- what's going on. Some radio stations are overlapping commercials because I wanted to go commercial free. Um I wanted to tell you guys, Scotusgate is hitting off right now, and this um, kitty porn by Jack and what he's doing in Africa is going to kick it off. Back in 2017 or 2018, through Medium, I wrote an article about the Internet Bill of Rights, and this is where it's going to come down to. We are going to be challenging it all. All of it is going to be challenged as we do. I mean, this is almost like, you know, it's almost unfair because this is going to be superior March Madness. Uh, You have to look at what is happening. You have to see how their attempts to divide us are failing miserably. That is exactly what we will see. You have to just... Focus on what's going on. They're talking about free speech, right? They're talking about protecting, um, you know, uh, what is it, the whistleblowers, or you want to say that? Uh, um, contractors. Let's go to contractors. Because this has to do with Dorsey, and I'm saying this again. He's in a lot of trouble. What he's doing in Africa, he's going to be in a lot of trouble. Only because he's led us to find how George Soros, and I was so glad to see this because this is coming down. You know, that governor that, you know, that the state prosecutor was it through the, wait and listen, the attorney general of that state, they put down this fake indictment against him because he was threatening them. He was threatening to purge his state swamp. And that is all coming out. Wait till you see what the open society has been, what banks, 
what banks in the Midwest are funded or house or mm, invest funds from George Soros. That'll be interesting. I mean, first of international bank, I'm just saying this is going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun to watch. And you can see it slowly coming out, you know. Right after my birthday, they are banking again that Hillary Clinton will win. They're banking, and I'm saying this with great confidence, that she will win. What are you talking about, Tori? She's not running. Is she? Is she not running? Think. Is she not running? Because it's all going to come down to it, you guys. It is going to come down to where you're going to see how this game They've been following the same path, no matter how many times they've tried to alter the reality that's being done. They think they've been penning when they're the ones being penned. That's how it goes. And it's going to happen. Hey, it's coming. And it's not about being right, right? It's not about being right. It's about what's going on. You know, when you go too far into the rabbit hole, sometimes it bites you in the butt, but let's seal that uh, Epstein, JFK, whatever you want to call it. It's all going to come down. Let's see the rise of the chaos that they're going to bring us, right? From all these insane, insane liberals, insane. Because it's, it's going to be unleashed. And the only way we can fix it, no matter how many times they try to divide us, they will fail. Only because their goal is not for the good. That's what you have to remember. When your goal is tainted, you're never going to win. It's all about being righteous. And if you can't be righteous, you're not going to win. You're definitely not going to win. And this is why President Trump is winning yesterday. Watching him talk was like watching him live tweet with his mouth, wasn't it? It was perfect. All you have to do is stay within the light. If it feels like you're basking in something, that's perfect. That's all you have to think about. It's perfect. That's all you have to think. Oh, wow. This feels right. This sounds right. You know, and I, I want to tell you guys, there are there is a percentage of our population that's just so far gone, you just can't fix it. They're just so far gone because uh, one thing that I'm going to say again is that you are just a biological computer. You are exactly what, you know, inert, um, inert computers are all about. That's, that's, that's something you have to remember. You can get programmed and deprogrammed just like a computer. Now, uh, something that's really bothering me aside from Jack Dorsey being an African taking advantage of people and children and generations full is, uh, you know, Assange. So many people really believe that Assange is in danger coming to the United States. And those that say that, I have to say, don't really understand what's going on. They do not understand who we really have in office if they're supporting that he um, not be extradited. Uh, you know, a lot of people, I saw that um, WikiLeaks is exactly what I said. It's been, it's been infiltrated. I've told you that. The person that actually had the image server was killed who was working with, you know, McFadden t- took, took one for everyone. He was hurt. Well, he died. 
And this is because it's all about what they can convince you. That is it. What can they convince you of? It's all about how they can convince you. I mean, if they get enough people on their team to say things, you're going to believe it too, right? Because you're going to think, oh yeah, that's the reality. It has to be. Everyone's talking about it. It's not. What we are seeing unfold in our political scene, uh, you know, nationally and globally is exactly what needs to be done. This is the last shot, <laughs> the last bullet in the chamber. And I say this because after 1999, when Bill Clinton pushed pushed to declassify, um, you know, magical programs and, um, certain entities, everyone's by the book. There's no more shadows and think that's over 20 years ago. I mean, how many people were in their twenties when they were hired? Very few. Cause it was a very small group. How many were in their teens? How many were in their thirties, right? Those that came after may have been direct recruits, meaning, you know, someone like, I don't know, the general Flynn approaching someone and saying, I'm going to take you on as my consultant and, you know, put you through the ranks or some, but, you know, officially trained going through farm, going through all that official training that is necessary because their training has to be equal to your training, right? It's a dying breed. And this is the last bullet in the chamber. And those people that were supposed to be recruited like Dorsey's, like Zuckerberg, right? For the good were weaponized just like everything else that was done for good was weaponized. This is what we see in front of us. We can see it. It's not hidden. It's right there. It's, it's, it's evident. You can't hide it anymore. They are so rabid. They will yell and celebrate death. Listen to her. I want you guys to listen to how, first of all, she's got to be on drugs, but how proud she was that she killed lives for her benefit. Listen. I was sitting in Los Angeles in my beautiful office of my own late night talk show. Soon I would be driving my hybrid car to my beautiful fucking home to kiss my two beautiful and healthy children and my husband who had taken the year off to parent so I could focus on my career. have all of this all of it because 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 I was allowed bodily autonomy at 15 she had bodily autonomy to spread her legs at 15s which shows her morals at a young age that were being formed and what she literally said is signing a deal with the devil and killing an innocent life got me all these beautiful things so do not worry about doing evil because in the end look what you get you get a hybrid car you get a nice office and a beta male to sit at home with your children disgusting that's the message they put out and that's the message that's being pumped in africa too a message where you want gucci 
You want the latest computer? You want to be awesome? Get on this app and start dancing. Hey, oh wait, you want power? Here, let me take an iris scan, fingerprint you, take your blood sample, swab you for DNA, and you'll get free power. Oh, and here's your internet, but uh, you can only use computers that we give you because we must monitor. And your children have to get on there and do classes. And your identification is like this, and you're going to classify like this, and you group go here for education, and this group goes there. Sounds like control groups, sounds like segregation of groups, sounds like an experiment. And it seems like it's really on a fast pace. Do they really think they have at least 10 years of data collection to them? I don't know. They're not going to last that long because we've pulled that trigger with that last bullet. It doesn't seem like they're going to have enough time to do so. It seems like they're done and they're running and they better be running. Where's Comey, by the way? He's telling you what? Oh, that he's what? Oh, upset. Is that it? That he's upset? Ask yourself, who was last in Africa? Didn't Eric Holder go to Africa? Oh, yes, he did. Didn't Hillary? Oh, yes, she did. Didn't Chelsea Clinton? Oh, yes, she Why are they all suddenly just taking trips to Africa? Seems that the president, I mean, um, Secretary of State Pompeo uh, went out there to check that out too, didn't he? Remember how he hopped in Africa? That's what you need to look at. Think, oh, you know, they're going to buy Jack Dorsey's company right now. Are they really? Where is Jack? Is he lost? Is he coming to the U.S.? Is he coming here? Because we know Snowden is coming here. And while everyone thinks, listen, that Snowden, who was a whistleblower, was um, a perfect, you have to understand why did Snowden go to Russia? Think. Why did Snowden go to Russia? You have to think... You have to think, okay? We have um, we have spooks and then spooks that spook spooks. But there are spooks that hide in the shadows to spook the spooks, right? They have to like be behind, right? Because you got to spook some spooks, especially the spooks. It's a tongue twister. No, it's not. Not really. Especially the spooks that don't align with the commander's, you know, um, statements. And when I say commander, I'm talking about... He who we shall not name that is no longer. But you have to ask yourself, who took his place? Who took McCain's place, you guys? Ever thought of that? I'd love to hear from you who you think uh, took um, McCain's place. Think. Who do you think took McCain's place? You know, uh, this month... It was supposed to be the month that the Democrats were supposed to revamp their whole open borders and refugees coming up, right? So obviously, we strangulated their USA down in the, in Central America. Uh, Mexico, you're not talking about that anymore. Are you talking? Have you heard anything about the southern border? No, not really. Because now they can't use it because we have coronavirus. You know, that was unleashed because, you know, it's not like you can get testing kits right after you're elected. I mean, 
you know, there's regulations and stuff and you have to declassify things and stuff. You get it? So why aren't they talking about the border anymore? Why aren't they upset about the border? Why aren't they upset that, you know, we shut down our border because they can't use it because we need the border closed because disease and all. And then we have, uh, you know, Erdogan that threatened the EU with opening the border, which means we're going to get you all infected. We're coming. And it's like, but everyone is, if they're targets infected already, I guess it'll just make it more rapid. So border is not working. So that argument isn't working. So they can't divide people on that. So what are they going to divide them on next? Think about it. What is the next thing they're going to divide you on? Ah, racism. Racism against Asians, because obviously the majority of are of Asian, which is Southeast, West, Southwest, Eastern Asian, right? So that is the first one. You're going to have racism come along. So we're going to have the Asians being targeted. We already saw that trying to, to come up, but they were hoping for the border thing. And then, you know, all right, we're going to do the whole racist thing. And, um, you know, this is how you, um, this is how you push the narrative. They're going to try to segregate us. It's just not going to work. This time it's not going to work. Um, it's, it's not going to work because we flipped the script on them. So now we've flipped the script on them. How? Think this weekend as you enjoy the weekend. Um, think, oh, how do I phrase this in, in more ease? Okay. This weekend, I want you to think if you were Nancy Pelosi, who's, who's in charge, who's faux in charge, right? She's wearing the staff, right? So she's in charge. If you were Nancy Pelosi, how would you go forward? Think of it. Put your mind into Nancy Pelosi. Ukraine is looming over your head. You're done. We all know Joe Biden, Dementia Joe, has no leg to stand on, right? And, you know, if he was ever to debate against the president, it, it wouldn't even be fair. The president would be like, look, Joe, man, are we really doing this? The guy doesn't even know where he's at, you know? Maybe they'll give him a little bit of a special meal, you know, with pluripotent cells so he can liven up a bit, you know, perk him up, pinch his cheeks. But think, we all know Joe Biden's not really the candidate, okay? So... We're already ahead of that. We're already ahead on the, you know, coronavirus because, I mean, you couldn't get the testing kids right after you were elected. Regulations. Already ahead of that. We're already ahead of global strategy group, Brennan. We're already ahead on Horowitz's false report. Yeah. We're already ahead on this whole sunset clause, you watch our president slow walk that, you know, he can't say I'm slow walking it. I mean, he was like, yeah, Jim Jordan, I'm looking into why would he retweet that? Why aren't you going to let it die? He is going to let it die. We just have to look like we're playing along. We're fair players, right? We want to play. We want to say, yeah, sure. Why not slide in the sunset clause so we can spy on Americans more. That's going to be vetoed. He's already saying no, right? So, you know, that's coming. Because, you know, they're all listening while we're telling you they're listening too. And you're going to be like, well, that's telling the enemy. Well, it's too late. They're already done. See, we already told them Gate. Look at what Chuck Schumer did. Just set it off. Just drew more attention. Do you know how many Supreme Court cases get heard every day and nobody talks about it? 
<laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> they bury their own selves. Remember our president, best rope salesman, our president lets them pull their own pants down. This is how it goes. Clinton foundation coming right back in, coming right back into focus. Let's go back to Africa. Let's ask, let's ask Google. Let's ask Dorsey. Let's, 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 let's ask what is going on. The FISA abused by the Obama administration totally coming to the surface. What would you do if you were the deep state? What would you do? I mean, we have an asteroid coming to hit us in April. You know, obviously we've, you know, China, Russia, and the U.S. have that sorted. You know, what is about to come? Because everyone is waking up. Everyone, even, you know, I retweeted out, know your Joe. Guess what? A Bernie bro put that together. They're cannibalizing each other. This is perfect. So we have treason, right? We have treason. It's done. We have treason. So think, you know what I'm going to tell you? Uh, remember how, um, I kept saying, you know, there's some variations in things. There are things that we know are coming forward. Mm, How do I say, um, Uh, Let me put it this way. (sighs) Okay, so certain news are coming forward, right? Um, We saw... um, uh, Let me rewind. Oh, gosh darn it. Because I want to give you this thought so you could think about it this weekend. Because I know a lot of you are going to be watching the weekend programs. You have to pay attention for this. So let me see how I'm going to phrase it. Okay. So we love Sean Hannity, right? But he was talking over the president when he was saying really important things. Are you getting it? Look at what faces you have that are really getting all the scoops. Just, just, you know, just focus. Remember how I said I was really PO'd that OAN said that the market rallied because Joe Biden won. I want you guys to focus on these little itty bitty things because it's the details, right? It's in the details. This weekend, you're going to hear stuff about Nellie Orr. Don't dismiss it. When you hear something about Nellie Orr, when you see it tweeted out or anything, don't dismiss it. See, we have, okay, the Justice Department just came out, right, obviously, after this whole expose with the apparent kitty porn on Twitter. Facebook has it a little bit more in in, in, you know, in the, in the shadows, right? In closed groups, Twitter has it out in the open. They're not hiding it. And Google has it kind of out in the open. Like there's videos and stuff on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, but you know, kitty porn's not in the shadows. It's in your face. They hide in plain sight. Um, and they're not even hiding. They don't care, but that's how they desensitize you. But I, what I want you to remember is remember how I told you that we had a program by DARPA, which was to see how we can move public discourse on talking. Um, and it was paid for and Twitter was used with, um, the whole Bradley slash Chelsea Manning thing, right? Do you remember that? That happened years ago, right? Decade ago. Well, what if... This is a new type of program to see how quick people will be desensitized or sympathized with atrocities as such. I'm saying this because the data collection on it is important and the people that fund 
certain programs are important because I had made mention to you that there was a team of people, some visible and not that had put together a list with over 5,000 names of people in the Pentagon uh, that were employees of the Pentagon that ice spearheaded, by the way, ice spearheaded. And I had a whole episode on ice about this that were helping with child and human trafficking. Okay. And so I want you this weekend to look out for Nellie or look out for, uh, you know, mentions of, um, projects like DARPA and social media. Um, because those, um, that are going to be talking about these things are going to try and help it. And the only way we can talk about DARPA is by talking about the internet bill of rights, because if you, Think back to when uh, Section 230 happened. Um, it happened because DARPA needed funding for certain programs. So um, this is all happening really quickly, guys. Next week is going to be insane. You thought this week was busy? Um, and a lot of you will be like, well, I, I didn't see a lot. Hey, we just indicted a former IG, okay, of Homeland. This is a very big deal. It is crazy big deal. We also indicted a state prosecutor that went after a political rival. Are you listening? Weaponization of the courts. They use those words. We've been using these words for months now here. Weaponization of courts. Which arm is the sick one? The judicial arm. I told you SCOTUS Gate is going to be one of the biggest scandals ever. And this is where people wake up. Because, you know, it's black and white, man. Facts. You can't change that. Either the court is impartial or it's not. And that's how it goes. Now, hopefully um, this weekend, my amazing archivist will have my really bad audio fixed because it sounds really bad. So you'll have a lot to binge on. Um, so you have more of an in-depth perspective of what's coming. God bless. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend.